This is episode 17 of Everyday Wellness, Healthy Travel Updates. I'm Dr. Kelly Donahue, clinical health psychologist, here with my colleague and co-host, Cynthia Thurlow, nurse practitioner and functional nutritionist. Let's get started. Welcome to Everyday Wellness. Wellness is the result of the decisions that you make every day. It's your mindset and the thoughts you believe. Wellness is the food you put in your body and the relationship you have with yourself and others. Wellness is your work and meaning. Join us on Everyday Wellness as we explore ways that you can choose wellness today. Hey, we are jumping on this morning to give some updates about um, a topic we discussed earlier in the podcast about how we prepare for travel. Um, as many of you know, I went to Spain and Morocco with my husband to celebrate our 15th anniversary, which is absolutely wonderful. Woo-hoo! I'm yeah, I'm like one month back and it's I'm still kind of like stunned that we managed to pull that off to be away for two weeks and all that good stuff, but I have so much to catch you up on because you know there you, you want to prepare before you go, um, and I'm so glad that I did uh, because there's always little bumps along the way when you travel, and certainly you know when you're in areas of the world where things aren't as orderly as they are here in the U.S., um, you have to kind of you know take a step back, just recognize everything will fall into place, it'll be okay, all of those things. Yeah, because you can't always plan for everything. You can no. make you can make plans and prepare the best you can, um, but things don't always go so smoothly. And I think it's you know we we go back to mindset a lot mm-hmm. here, but it really just is how you reframe what is happening and what mm-hmm. you make of it. Yeah. So we had talked about kind of uh, foods that you like to prepare to take with you mm-hmm. and to use on the plane and then the airports. So why don't you kind of walk us through how that piece went? How your preparation of food went and what your flights were like and then what happened when you hit the ground in Europe yeah so you know we started um, from Washington DC flew to Paris um, and had a two-hour layover which turned into a six-hour layover so um, yeah that wasn't so fun so we ended up getting to Marrakesh um, in the evening so we missed um, missed part of the day uh, touring uh, Marrakesh which was you know it is what it is. I just kept saying to Todd, we're here. That's all that matters. Um, got to watch a beautiful sunset and, you know, immediately in our hotel, um, which was a little Riyadh, which is a house, um, but a beautiful hotel, um, went and had some dinner and then went to bed and started our day. And, you know, first of all, you know, when you're in a, a different environment, um, it was very, very hot in Marrakesh, hotter than I expected it to be. So um, for me, when when I'm warm, I don't want to eat a lot of food, you know, staying hydrated is really important. But, you know, every morning, we would have something before we left the Riyadh so that um, if we got stuck, which never happens for my husband, it's never a problem. But for myself, if I were to get stuck somewhere, and couldn't eat, I wouldn't, you know, be in a position where I was starving. Um, and, and let me just jump in a problem for you, because your choices are a bit more limited, right? Correct. Like gluten, grain and dairy free. 
Correct. Although, okay. you know, what I found is in both countries, it really wasn't an issue. Although um, in Morocco, there, there are foods, and, and we took a cooking class, so the, the chef was explaining this to us. They tend to center around three main dishes. And so um, tagines are wonderful. Uh, they're delicious. But after multiple days of really being limited to eating that, because a lot of the other, other traditional meals had a lot of bread in them, um, I got to a point where I was really ready to, to try something new. But, you know, getting back to your original question. So um, when we travel, one of the things I always make sure I have are bags of, you know, I always bring nuts, I always bring a clean protein bar, even when I'm out touring, just in case, and I always bring water. And overall, I did really well in Morocco. Although ironically enough, when we were flying from Morocco to Malaga, or Malaga, uh, which is in southern Spain, um, our flight got canceled. And then there was hours and hours and hours of waiting around trying to figure out if our flight was going to be rescheduled where our baggage was. I mean, it was not so fun. And and people um, in the Casablanca airport were very intolerant of waiting. And so there was lots of yelling, um, which is, you know, not necessarily something you see in the US a lot, you know, people being yelled at that are airline employees. Um, But there were all a big standing angry crowd of people yelling. Um, and we befriended a uh, wonderful woman who was traveling from Egypt and another woman who was Tunisian and a uh, woman who was indigenous to Morocco. And so, you know, the five of us kind of banded together and, and you know, they helped translate when necessary because obviously they all spoke. Um, uh, I guess there's the Moroccan Arabic dialect is different than what it's like in other parts of the of Northern Africa. So they were explaining to me that sometimes it's hard for, for them to understand uh, what traditional Moroccan Arabic means. Um, Hmm. We eventually made it to Malaga. um, And, you know, that night uh, we went out and we're having a wonderful dinner um, in a town called Nerha. And, you know, it was wonderful. It was romantic. We were sitting outside. I had probably a little more wine than I would normally have, which to me is like more than one. And (laughs) um, that night I, I was walking back to our hotel and I just didn't feel good. And so, you know, I just assumed maybe I'd overeaten, which I really hadn't. Um, and so needless to say, I then had the worst um, GI issues. And by that, I mean, vomiting and diarrhea, the most violent I've ever had in my entire life for about six hours. And it, the, the sad thing was that in the back of my mind, you know, at 2am when I was still getting sick, was that uh, first I was thinking about that we were just to see the Alhambra the following day, which is something I've wanted to see my entire life. And there was no way in heck I was missing it. At some point, we've all been sold a big, fat lie. It's called the protein misconception. So starting in the 1980s, we all believed that more protein equated to more muscle growth. And I'm here to tell you, it's a big misconception. This has a great deal to do that our body can only absorb protein that's broken down into smaller building blocks called amino acids. It doesn't matter if you're consuming 30 grams of protein or 300 grams of protein. If you don't have a sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, your muscles will ultimately be unable to use these as vital building blocks. That's why it's crucial you take a high-quality digestive enzyme. The one I trust and use myself is called Masszymes by Bi-Optimizers. Masszymes is a full-spectrum enzyme formula with more protease than any other commercially available product. 
product with five different forms of protease. Plus, it contains all the other key enzymes you need for optimal digestion. If you're experiencing bloating, gas, or digestive distress, a contributing factor can be that your body is no longer producing as much digestive enzymes. And you can try Masszymes today, risk-free. They have a 365-day full money-back guarantee and is the gold standard in the industry. Go to biooptimizers.com slash Cynthia. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash Cynthia and use promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off of any order. Again, that's promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off any order. Do you find yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep? If so, you may be dealing with a hidden mineral deficiency. It is not at all uncommon in perimenopause and menopause to deal with sleep challenges. And we know that one of many contributory reasons for poor sleep can be a reduction in specific minerals that help regulate sleep quality, including magnesium, which is involved in GABA, which is our body's main calming neurotransmitter. We also know that we need potassium to create melatonin. And this is a hormone that is a master antioxidant, but is also utilized to help induce sleep. We also think about things like zinc, which can balance excitatory neurotransmitters like glutamate. And if it's overactive, meaning if your glutamate levels are too high, it can prevent your brain from becoming more relaxed and inducing sleep. And lastly, selenium increases both our deep sleep and sleep duration. All these minerals matter a lot for sleep and any imbalances or deficits can have a major impact on the quality of sleep you get each night. And that's why I love Beam Minerals. They offer a full spectrum mineral supplement that gives you every essential mineral your body needs in the right doses, all in a highly absorbable liquid form. All you do is take a shot of bean minerals about an hour before bed. Don't worry, it tastes like water. And you'll replenish all of your body's minerals in about 30 seconds and give your brain what it needs for deep restorative sleep. I've been using this product over the last several months. I've really been impressed with the improvement in my sleep metrics, which I like to share on social media with my followers. And if you want a simple way to improve your sleep, head over to www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. That's www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. Unless I wasn't standing upright. And the other thing I was thinking is, what am I going to do to my gut health if I have food poisoning? So yeah, the the trials and tribulations of being a, a functionally trained individual, that's where my mind went. Um, but to not to belabor the point, my symptoms lasted about six hours. The next day, uh, you know, I was a little dizzy, but I, um, you know, brought things like activated charcoal. Mm-hmm. I had chlorella. I had antimicrobials I was taking from my last trip <laughs> to Spain when I picked up some parasites. So I was already Boy. on that protocol. And I think those things for me um, and staying really well hydrated and making sure I had electrolytes. Um, probably are what allowed me to function the next day. And so I, I didn't have, I didn't feel 100% for about 48 hours, but all of the symptoms that would have kept me in a hotel room only lasted about six hours, thank God. Um, but yeah, that was uh, an interesting experience. It's the first time I've ever gotten food poisoning while traveling. Wow. And so did your husband get it as well? Or was it nope. just you? Just nope. you. Nope. I, I think it's very Darwinian. The ongoing joke in our house is that, 
you know, if this were, you know, a thousand years ago, I would probably have died off long ago. I tend to be the person that, um, you know, I've gotten food poisoning a couple times since we've been married. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's amazing to me that, uh, you know, this is the first time this has happened. But I think the reason why I bounced back so quickly was all the things I alluded to, you know, having a binder to bind to the toxins, Mm -hmm. letting it run its course, you know, trying to modify my diet, which was kind of a joke. No one wants to modify their diet when they're on vacation, (laughs) but I had to do that. Um, Otherwise, I would have, you know, set myself back. Yeah. And I think probably also being healthy going into this Mm -hmm. and having a, you know, a really strong gut gut health mm-hmm. going into it i'm sure saved a lot of many hours if not days of being down with it yeah now when you yeah. were traveling were you able to just get like access to simple foods like a banana or yes. you know, something like that okay yes. well, that's good yeah so the the nice thing is that in both morocco and in spain uh, which is why Spain is will always be one of our favorite countries to travel to. You know, they they will always have like a traditional, I always say traditional Americanized kind of options, which we don't eat. Like I don't eat cereal. I don't eat, you know, bread. I'm not eating those kinds of things. But there was a lot of meat. So I ate my weight in chorizo. Um, nice. So there was always chorizo. There were always nuts. There was always fresh fruit. There were lots of vegetables, um, even in the morning. And and so normally I do intermittent fasting. But what I did is I changed my feeding window when I was traveling. So I would, you know, maybe open it up at 9am and eat what I would consider to be breakfast, um, just to open up the window. Um, so I could eat something before we left. But yeah, I found it very easy while I was there in both countries to be able to grab foods, um, even in restaurants that really fit the bill for, you know, what I needed. And I appreciated the fact that um, our travel agent had let the hotels know ahead of time and had made, you know, reservations at restaurants and made it clear, you know, what my, my my dietary needs were. So that definitely helps. But, you know, I find protein and veggies generally, you you can get that just about anywhere. So I I feel like that works out well. That's good. I think it's great that you had that extra planning ahead of time. (laughs) Because, you know, you don't, you don't want the stress of going into a restaurant when you maybe can't even read the menu Mm -hmm. or communicate effectively. Mm -hmm. I think most waiters, especially in Europe, where it's more of sort of a profession are a little... Uh, better skilled in that or uh, you know you can easily download dietary restriction Mm -hmm. cards in different languages to show people but again that's just sort of one extra stress to add on so if you can prepare for that ahead of time that's great and I I just find people in the EU in general um, even in the restaurants they take food allergies food sensitivities very seriously things are usually well marked uh, Mm -hmm. whereas I don't necessarily feel that's consistently the way things here are in the US. So um, yeah, I mean, Google Translate does wonders when you're trying to figure something out. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of apps that can help you adapt. But I just feel like there's more awareness and more respect for people's food predilections, whether it's by choice, or, you know, physiologically, they just can't consume certain things. Uh, That was really nice to see. That's great. So what would you say your most enjoyable meal was while you were traveling? And for whatever reason, maybe it was just the stellar food or maybe mm-hmm. the location or the evening or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have to say there's probably two places. I would say in Nirha, just because it was so beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful coastal areas. It reminds me of Southern California mm. without all the traffic and 
congestion and it, it's just not as developed as as southern california but just beautiful rocky and the beaches were just and sunsets and sunrises were exquisite but i would say um probably a fish dinner i had one night and it was just it was a fish that had just been caught um it was something that was indigenous to that part of spain with vegetables i mean it was so simple but so delicious i mean that was probably my favorite meal overall but that's kind of consistent with the way that I like to eat. Mm-hmm. But I would say Sevilla, which is one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been in in my entire life. Um, there was absolutely a meal that we had there one night that was, you know, I think it was the ambiance combined with, you know, being in, um, it was a, a it was a restaurant that most um, traditional Sevillians would go to. It wasn't mm. like a, a touristy place. And I just felt like we could just relax, enjoy um, and there I had, I, I had pork, which I don't normally eat. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, uh, you know, chorizo variation with, um, lots of vegetables and it was just delicious, but the wine in Spain was amazing. Uh, so I really enjoyed the wine, but I think it was part of the ambiance and just enjoying, um, you know, spending our anniversary at a, you know, a, a restaurant we may never see again, but, um, yeah. you know, just having that opportunity. I, I think when we talk about the joy of, um, experiencing food, a lot of it's just the experience itself. And so uh, it was, you know, romantic. And we had a waiter who was very attentive to us. And just everything I ate was delicious, you know, down to my, uh, you know, gluten free. Have you guys heard about a bioactive whole food on the market with 5,000 published research studies backing it? When my oldest son needed to go on antibiotics a few months ago, I discovered Armor colostrum and the benefits for him and his recovery from being on antibiotics have been instrumental in me now recommending this to my dairy non-sensitive patients and clients. Armor's colostrum strengthens immunity, ignites metabolism, fortifies gut health, promotes hair growth and skin radiance, and powers fitness performance and recovery. My son has mentioned to me over and over again how great his gut feels, how he has improved his digestion and gut function as well. Colostrum is a rich, exclusive source of immunoglobulins or antibodies that optimize our immune defense even during cold and flu season. And we know that mucosal barriers house over 80% of our body's immune cells, including including the antibodies IgG and SIG-A. And these immunoglobulins bind and intercept harmful particles like viruses, bacteria, and toxins, blocking them from crossing into the barriers into our bloodstream. And armorous colostrum contains the highest levels of SIG-A and IgG to ensure your most fortified first line of protection. It's sustainably sourced, and it's important to know that you want to mix colostrum only with cold liquids or foods or dry scoop it into your mouth. This is also great for the oral microbiome. And we've worked out a special offer for my everyday wellness community where you can receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash Cynthia15 or enter Cynthia15 to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash Cynthia15. You definitely want to check it out. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting-edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress, 
exercise, sleep, and where you are in your menstrual cycle in real time. And by pairing a continuous glucose monitor with their app and expert nutritional guidance, NutriSense can help you reach your health goals. And the best part is it's not just a program where they send you the CGM and you have to figure it out on your own. Each subscription plan includes one month of free expert nutritionist support. Your nutritionist will work with you one-on-one, interpreting your data, and providing customized advice to help you reach your health goals. The last time I had my CGM on, my registered dietitian and I troubleshooted over some specific concerns that I had. And whether you're aiming to lose weight, stabilize your energy, or just feel better overall, NutriSense offers the guidance and support you need. And lasting sustainable change takes time and can be achieved through a longer term subscription. That's why I encourage my patients and clients to consider three, six, or 12-month subscriptions where it's actually less expensive and allows you to not only achieve your goals, but also to ensure that you stick to your healthy lifestyle for the long term. As I've mentioned before, I have found the CGMs I have used through NutriSense to be incredibly insightful, specifically to carbohydrate tolerance. I would not have known that plantains spiked my blood sugar without this information. It's also been hugely helpful for tailoring to workouts and sleep quality. And so for me, even though I am metabolically healthy, I find the insights to be particularly helpful to tailor my lifestyle changes to my blood sugar. Visit NutriSense.io slash EWP and use the code E. WP for $30 off plus one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to let them know you're a listener of the Everyday Wellness Podcast when they ask you how you heard about them. This is one of my favorite ways to take care of my health and one of my top recommendations for all of my patients and clients. Grain-free, dairy-free dessert, which by the way, that's a good way to like not have to worry about eating dessert is that 99.9% of restaurants (laughs) don't have anything that fits the bill. I think they kept offering me like sorbet thinking or some variation of what sorbet was to them uh, because that was like the only thing I could probably eat. Uh, But but I was like, you know, I'm okay. I'm totally cool with that. That That's not a problem. And and you don't overeat. You know, that's the the other piece that I really enjoy. And I think that's also because there's so many other pleasurable things going on while you're there. Even the pleasure of taking in the sights that you're seeing while you're in a beautiful restaurant or beautiful location, you're much more focused on enjoying the whole experience rather than just kind of how much food can I eat? Exactly, exactly. You know, and I also think that there's definitely something to be said for being in that relaxed state. You know, I've Mm -hmm. heard that people who don't necessarily have an allergy to wheat, but they can go to Europe and eat some wheat. Now we know there's a lot of differences in how mm-hmm. Europeans, um, what they allow to be in their wheat and how they cultivate right. their wheat and that sort of thing. But they they also can, they can eat that with little issue. And I think one of the reasons is how it's processed and mm-hmm. how it's grown. But I think another reason is that in general, when we're on vacation, we're just more relaxed for the yeah. most part. And, yeah. and that that allows us to digest in a much healthier state. Absolutely. And and you know, meals linger, you know, they're mm-hmm. they're not rushing you through courses. They're not, you know, you don't sit down on there. I mean, obviously they're respectful and they, you know, offer you still water or sparkling water. Uh, but there's not this pressure to rush through a meal. It's meant to be an experience. It's meant to be savored. I agree with you. The longer we sit and eat, uh, the more engaged our brains in and di- are, are in digestion. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, the less stressed you are, and obviously you can't be stressed and digest food. So, you know, to me, I think there's something to be said for, you know, sitting in a picturesque place, you know, just enjoying looking out over the ocean or wherever you are, Mm -hmm. and enjoying a meal and just being relaxed. Like I know, as parents, uh, you know, usually I'm on the clock, you know, I'm thinking about the sitter who wants to go home and, or, you know, we're out with friends, and I'm still thinking about the sitter who wants to go home, or the fact that my (laughs) kids are probably fighting or going to bed. Uh, But those are the kinds of things that I definitely am very cognizant of. And so, you know, much to your point that, um, you know, that whole relaxation piece is so important. And that's why I think, you know, people, whether you go away for a night, uh, or if you have the ability to go away for longer, I mean, all of us need time away from our lives to, mm-hmm. you know, decompress, reconnect with, you know, friends and our loved ones and our spouses and our kids. Um, you know, one of the, my favorite things that I do every year is we plan a spring break trip. And some years we go far and some years we don't go all that far. But um, it's a time when, you know, my nuclear family is together and they're well, now there's technology, but not a lot of distractions, you know, mm-hmm. they, they do get a little bit of iPad time. But Um, We really try to restrict, you know, all the technology piece so that we can reconnect. And I think there's something about taking everyone, whether it's your whole family, just you or you and your partner, out of your normal daily routine Mm -hmm. that allows you to kind of look at things differently, not only Mm -hmm. experience the new place that you're visiting, but also kind of just to look at your life differently. You know, I know a Mm -hmm. lot of people who find being on a plane to be very meditative because they're just (laughs) kind of taken out of everything and now we have way more access to technology on planes than Mm -hmm. in prior times but it just provides you with sort of this insulated way to remove yourself from making sure that you have something planned for dinner that night Mm -hmm. and you're paying the whatever bill and the sitter scheduled for the next day and you can use that mental energy and and you're not often preparing food too which can take up a lot of mental energy so you can use that energy to think about other things whether it's just being grateful for what you have or Mm -hmm. planning for the future for your family or business no that's a great point and i think for us because i have a a touch of wanderlust i mean i'm someone that i'm already planning the next trip that's just my mentality wanderlust i think i do i do i (laughs) love to travel yeah (laughs) Love to travel. Um, yeah, I've got like January 2019. I've I'm already like mentally just a one week, but just something that that Todd and I want to do. But I think it's it's important that um, you know we make time to do things that bring us joy. And so travel may not be everyone's thing. I, I have um, I don't want to call this person out, but there's a lovely gentleman that has been friends with Todd his entire life. God bless him, but he doesn't even like to leave his zip code. So. <laughs> I'm just not one of those people. But, you know, to me, when I'm away, I it reinforces that for me, in in terms of our priorities, I would rather have less things like in my personal life, Mm -hmm. than not be able to travel. So you know, we have hardwood floors that need to be refinished. And I keep putting it off because of the inconvenience to everyone in the house, it would be like the dogs would have to leave, we would have to leave. Uh, but a large part of it's I'm like, I'd rather plan our next trip, I can live with some scratches in my hardwoods. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's just that's just, you know, 
who we are. I know I have other friends that that would be absolutely unacceptable. In fact, I'm laughing because I got a text message from a friend who owns a, a, a nice store, a nice furniture store locally that they're having a sale. And she very nicely hinted that <laughs> that she had a couch that might be perfect for my living room. Um, and I just said, she's like, if you would stop traveling, you could afford that couch. And I'm like, that's true. But I, I, I have so much more fun traveling than I do sitting on the couch once a year, you know? Yeah. So. And I think it's important to align your daily activities mm-hmm. with your values. Mm-hmm. And so many of us don't really get what our values are mm-hmm. that we don't see how we can have a more enjoyable life just by doing those things that align with our values like travel. Yeah, that's a great point. And so important. You know, I think everyone prioritizes different things and that's mm-hmm. this is just my thing. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about Cynthia and her work at chtwellness.com. And you can find out more about Kelly and her work at everydaytherapist.com. In addition, if you have questions for us or topics you'd like us to address, please email us at everydaywellnesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be well. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness.